0: Take two. Uh, hey, Scott, have you ever seen a movie like Justice League or Aquaman or Alien and spent hours outside of the movie theater talking about it with your friends?
1: I have. That's Geekverse Podcast. That's uh, a collection of friends who provide
0: in-depth reviews and news breakdowns of movies, TV shows, and video games, and they
1: all have a ball doing it. Ooh, search Geekverse on your favorite podcast app or go to geekverse.com. CA to get all the details on why you should start listening. That's right. They're Canadian.
0: This is episode 174 of The Illustrious Gentleman. Hang on. My phone is acting going crazy here. You would think I wouldn't need my notes for this part. Uh, You can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at TIG underscore show. Every episode is available at anchor.fm slash TIG show or any of the big podcatcher sites, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play Podcasts. If you enjoy the show, leave us a review. Tell your friends. Support the show at patreon.com or go to patreon.com TIG show slash TIG show or go to TIG show.com and click on the links. Uh, I had a question for you, but I forgot to do this before we started recording, so I'm going to text it to you. Yeah. Actually, that. actually, I'm going to, I'm going to send it to you in messenger. Great. That's better. This is, this is great.
1: That's great. This be great.
0: Yeah. This is the kind of content people are here for. And this is why I have to edit every episode. Yeah. And if you're a Patreon subscriber, you can do cool shit. Like you, you can watch uh, video podcasts. You can uh, get, you get them early, which is what you'd get. If you were a video listed, watching a video podcast of this episode, uh you can also buy us around tell us tell us what to drink all that good shit uh just all around good stuff uh so we got a uh another way to support the show that has not been utilized up until this point is you can go to anchor.fm slash tig show and you can click on the become a supporter link and you can support the show that way and uh we got a supporter today i got an email so shout out to julie swan who's supporting us on anchor.fm slash tig show uh welcome julie and please at, at what you're supporting us for uh even if it's just for one month uh it's one of our patreon tiers as well so email us at tigshowpod at gmail.com if you have anything you want us to promote for you if you have a comic a TikTok, a whim wham a who's who whatever you want is that a real thing we'll give you a shout out i don't know youtube i don't youtube's real oh, whim TikTok's whim? real. wham I don't know. Maybe that's my new app. Maybe that's going to be today's big news. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Julie for supporting the show. We appreciate it. Scott, my good man, I heard you crack something, which is why I like these evening shows. Plus, I don't have to have my fan on as much, although if you hear background noise, it's still hotter I than still hell up here. On. Yeah, so.
1: All right, so what are you what are you drinking there, buddy? Boulevard Brewing Company Plaid Habit. Uh, there we go. Canadian whiskey barrel aged Imperial Brown Ale. Ooh, all those so, things sound good. Twelve and a half. Ooh. Thirteen IBUs. It's uh you're very aware that there's something in your mouth.
0: <laughs> I would hope so. Uh yeah, I pre gamed with a beer that was labeled as a double IPA, but it was only eight and a half percent, so I found that insulting and it was terrible. So, I won't even give it a shout out. Uh, but yeah, so Canadian
1: whiskey, barrel aged. Yeah, this has got, um, it's bringing back memories of uh, Two Pump Chump. Oh, so it's, it's, it's a stout. So, if it's Canadian,
0: there's no like maple syrup flavor, though, to it, right? It's just Canadian whiskey. It's not sweet.
1: Right. It's the politest of the whiskeys.
0: That's right it'll say sorry whenever you like if you get if you're puking later as you vomit it'll say sorry as it comes it, out it holds your hair back that's right that's right that's right excellent Twelve and a half and percent not too shabby i have a 10 percent 10 and percent dePA i'm gonna have if i finish my show beer early but for my show beer i wanted to go with something that's a little sentimental it's arizona beer it's called it's from walter station which is a brewery in phoenix uh, took okay. o- took over an old fire station, so I think that's I think it might have been the mm. Walter Station originally, uh, but my dad's name is Walter. I bought him a Walter Station hat for Father's Day. Uh, but they have a Hazing Arizona Hazy IPA. It's got the Nicholas <laughs> Cage. Uh, so it's it's only six point four percent. I didn't bring a glass in here, but all the Untapped reviews when it's poured out, it looks exactly like orange juice. Uh, so it's super hazy. But it also has really high reviews, but nothing on Beer Advocate, so I don't have any Beer Advocate theater for you fans today. But everyone says it's de- it's really good and not as citrusy as you would think because it looks like orange juice.
1: Mmm, <sighs> wow,
0: tasty off the bat. Uh,
1: I would like to try that. Yeah,
0: av- apparently they just canned it like three weeks ago, and now it's available everywhere, so you should be able to get it. I think I paid uh, less than three bucks for my can. I have a co-host here. Is it human or animal? I guess. Oh, a kitty cat. Is that a new cat? Did you get another She's pet? He's burning up a storm. Please tell me you didn't get another pet. <laughs>
1: two. Two.
0: Are they brother and sister? Cats. Cats are the worst. Uh, I remember. Oh, I, love them. I remember you being happy a year or so ago when one of your
1: cats died, and now you just got two more. This is true. Okay. That was a shitty cat. I can't wait for the dogs to die and just have cats. Yeah,
0: my kid wants to get rid of our cats and get a dog, but I don't want any more responsibility, and cats are the least amount of responsibility you can
1: have. I love dogs as long as it's a good dog. Right. I I, I want a dog that's going to go hiking with me and hang its head out the window and not be a total shit every second of the day.
0: That's what my kid wants. He wants to get his truck running, his 68 chevy pickup that he has and he wants to get a dog and just go camp and i'm like the truck doesn't run and there's no dog so i don't know where this is coming from but it's nice to have hopes and dreams kiddo mm-hmm. cool so going back to last week's episode i actually pulled up i'm doing a little follow-up here trying to do some real journo shit here you know <laughs> on top oh. of stuff uh and i pulled up on wikipedia all of plastic man's powers Mm. lay cool. it on me malleable physiology. Yeah. He's neither liquid nor solid. He has complete constro- control over his structure. Density okay. control. Density control. This is one way he differs from elongated man. He can make Kinda a... Kind of like metamorpho? He, Maybe. He can make himself as dense as a rock or as flexible as a rubber band. Size alterization. He can shrink down to the size of a pea or become the size of a building. Oh. Uh... Let's see. Shape shifting. Obviously, we talked about that. He could turn into shit. Uh, superhuman sure. agility. That just comes naturally. Superhuman strength. If he grows really big, he gets stronger. The bigger he grows. Well, yeah. Obviously, lots of things get stronger the bigger they grow. Uh, color change. Apparently, he can change his color, but it's such a mental drain on him that he normally stays red and yellow and flesh-colored. So is that? That's not a costume. No, I think that's his skin. So I think when he doesn't look like Plastic Man, he's making his powers. Well, obviously, he could put on clothes over it, right? Like, I mean, when okay. when you so, wear when you wear your leotard, you could still wear clothes over it. Yeah, right. So I think that's what he does. I suppose. Right. All right. Let's see. Invulnerability. If he makes himself super dense, shit bounces off of him. Uh, apparently, regeneration. Apparently, there's a story set in the future. A JLA story set in the future. And the Justice League collected like 70% of his molecules and he was able to grow back the rest and become whole again. Oh, okay. Uh, he's, um, he's He has telepathic immunity because apparently he has no organs. Everything is just like putty. So he doesn't have a brain? So they don't know, you don't know where his brain is. It's like spread out throughout his whole body. I don't know, but he's immune to telepathy. As stated by Batman in JLA 1988, published December 2003... Gummy. uh immortality he doesn't seem to age since he became plastic man Oh, okay uh, um don't we
1: keep going all right yeah i, I was just gonna give you a, a, an unpopular opinion sure i hate plastic man yeah cool uh ultrasonic detection his body will ripple
0: whatever they're, they, they're really stretching i don't here. care anymore uh oh they also one of his abilities is that he's a skilled thief and a master detective
1: like elongated man
0: yes uh one of his weaknesses is just like silly putty uh cold makes him crack and break and he right. and uh, heat yeah. will make him yeah melt. when you
1: said like invulnerable the first <laughs> thing i thought of was the the liquid nitrogen from t2 right yeah he
0: is not invulnerable in any way but i thought you know maybe we should be like a professional podcast and follow up on some yeah, questions t2 I think I've said this before on the podcast, but I waited in line around a movie theater for hours, finally got in, and because I was under 17, I had to call my parents from the lobby phone, and an employee at the movie theater had to get on the phone with my dad and say that I was allowed to see the movie.
1: Wow. That would never fly
0: today. But wait, that can't even be right, because T2 must have been rated R, because I was like 14 or 15. So T2 must have been rated R. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, cool. Uh, did you pick up any? Did you pick up any comics today?
1: Today's Wednesday, as we record. Uh, no, no, I did. Yeah, so yeah, Clayton Henry didn't have a book today, so I didn't pick anything up.
0: Uh, well, Scott Godleski had a book today, so I did pick up some comics. Uh, Young Justice number sixteen, stellar work, stellar work. That double page spread. I remember when you showed it to me in an email i was worried i was like oh that gutter the gutter of the you know the staples the fold of the book that that might be problematic it was not it's great double page spread you should definitely uh when conventions resume you should definitely make a print of that talk Mm. to talk to gabe see if that's possible because you got all the all the different flashes in there impulse it's great a lot going on in this issue of young justice but it was good a lot of it's dense a lot of information yeah information dump but it was good. Uh, I also picked up Empire Fantastic Four Zero because Arby Silva drew mm-hmm. it. Apparently, someone else drew some of it too. He's good though, whoever he was. But it wasn't an Arby Silva joint from start to finish. Uh, and also, I just found it. Uh, maybe I'm just old, but there's a lot of references, like the Fantastic Four's kids had a lot of pop culture references. And I was like, okay, I don't like that. Like, I don't like modern pop culture references in my comics. It, it just, doesn't age
1: well. No, it does not age well. It doesn't even age well uh, reading it right now. And speaking of Fantastic Four when we were talking about an elongated man, uh, I, I guess is something as science based as like Fantastic Four or like it like it likes to think of itself as like hard sci fi. Right. right. Reed Richards couldn't do anything like shrink down to the size of a Tic Tac right. or something, right? Because it's it's still mass. Yes, I th- you can't displace that much mass. I mean, mass is mass. You cannot; it doesn't go anywhere. You can't destroy it or create. Yeah, it. but he does. But maybe he's so dense, he could shrink down and just become so dense, right? That he's like, uh like.
0: But either I, way, I don't know. Either way, he would. Either way, he would become like a one-inch-tall, 160-pound man. Still, like, I don't. But I mean, he does change his density because he becomes. He makes it. Right. Well, he becomes a balloon. He does change his size. And yeah yeah it, it,
1: it, it, well you said super strength in the thing and again right thinking there was one issue uh it was a an onslaught tie-in Ugh. uh right where he bulked himself up i was like, gonna ask thing, does he Had he he ever done smashing that? okay onslaught and i thought that was very
0: cool yeah you don't see i him. hadn't seen that done before you don't see him do that a lot but it would totally make sense like even if like even if like uh you know like the fastball special like in the x-men like Right. Like, he could do that but with with the thing. He could bulk up just his arms, and he could throw Ben at somebody or something like that. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah, you
1: don't ever see that. I Yeah, I always thought of the stretchy things, like Fan- Mr. Fantastic and uh, Plastic Man, to just be a really sort of s- weird yeah. visual. Like, yeah. drawing Mr. Fantastic, I never know what to do with him. No, he always it, looks so stupid. It always looks so dumb, right. And it's like also,
0: it's one of those... Uh, it's one of those abilities. This is the geekiest we ever get on this show. It's one of those abilities that would you would no one would create a character now that had stretching abilities. Oh no, no, because it would be all dick jokes and it would be all. like... Oh yeah,
1: that it, it's hundred percent of its time.
0: Totally, uh, yeah. And then I also picked up uh, Adventure Man number two, the 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 uh, oh, R- Mender, Terry Dodson. Uh, it's good. I don't know as much as like I always like to think that oh I want like an adventure comic or you know something like a pulp adventure comic. I don't know if I really do. Like, I enjoy it, and it's got it's got a lot of stuff I like about it. The creators I love. I just don't know how hooked I'm going to stay on it. Uh, but I do want to give a shout-out to the Dotsons and Remender. In the back of Adventure Man 2, instead of having any, any back matter, or instead of having letters column, they have uh, – he has a personal essay on sort of Black Lives Matter and the turmoil we're going through right now, and then just a bunch of resources and links, including, like, if you're – like how to raise like a bunch of websites that'll say like if you're white and you're worried about how to raise your kids, and you don't know quite what to do, go to these sites and these sites will show you how to raise a child that's that's kind of race neutral or not not uh, won't grow up mm. to, won't grow up to be a shitty kid basically. It's basically a way like if you want to teach the next generation to be better than we were there's some there's some references there there's some charities to donate to in the back matter uh there's some COVID 19 charities to donate to in the back matter and i just thought that was a real cool way to you know real cool way to get the word out especially by from a, a book that's put that's out very cool. a book that's put out by i think a mostly caucasian creative team or an entirely caucasian creative team uh, i thought that was a real cool thing to do and as a a nice little uh treat there at the end of the book very but, cool but again uh the Dotsons, man. I think they're underrated. I think they might be one of those. Terry Dotson might be one of those underrated guys who we're going to look back at in like thirty years and just be blown away by the shit that he did. Uh, just great, solid, fluid work. Beautiful, fluid. I'm, sure. Yeah. I. I'm not saying he's breaking I, yes, it. He's, I, I, right. He's not. He's, yeah. He's great. Uh, I wouldn't say underrated. I don't know. He's not. I mean, he's done one or two runs on big books, but he's not like he hasn't been as highly. He hasn't been. He hasn't been on books like our like. Uh, Like Lionel Yu was on books or like, uh, you know, he's not as pushed as all these guys, but he's just as good. So I don't know. Maybe it's he's a good girl artist or a bad girl artist. So they keep him on these kind of books. I'm not quite sure, but uh, he's been solid for 20 plus years uh, for sure. So those are the three books I picked up this week. Uh, And I recommend everyone pick up Adventure Man and uh, Young Justice. Uh, Empire Fantastic Four was just a little bit too one shotty comic booky for me. And at five bucks a book or four bucks a book, I need more than just a fun family romp. But R.B. Silva's cool as shit. Uh, anything? Do you have? Did you do anything in the last week? Have you watched anything? Listen to anything?
1: Uh, I don't think so. Um, no, not really. Watched Age of Ultron. Oh, last night. I for only these, the. It's the first time I've seen it since the theater. Right. Cops are after me. Uh
0: yeah. yeah. I d- I think I did that a couple I did that uh, a couple months ago just to see like, is it as bad as I remember? Is there did I misremember it?
1: Yeah, I don't think it's bad. Um I don't know. It's It's very much a, a Joss Whedon thing. Yeah um and i i'm afraid that's at some point it's going to burn itself out um just it, it i don't think it's going to age well I, he he's like a smarter kevin smith like i can't stand kevin smith's stuff now i find it insufferable um it, it's it. It's just so uh, un- relentlessly quippy. Yes. Crude. Weedon stuff is relentlessly quippy. Yeah. Where, where all of the characters end up sounding the same. It it, it it's it's uh, it, 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 yeah it, it's just so different from like Infinity War and Endgame, and I I. And those movies obviously I prefer over the first two
0: yeah it's funny that movie has two two things that I will always well three things I'll remember it for is uh, James Spader's voice is so James Spader in it that I can't oh it's so good I can't He's take so I can't take the character seriously because it's just James Spader. It's also a movie that if you take out all the MCU movies, you could recap that movie in like two lines and it wouldn't even have to be there for you. To, you wouldn't miss a beat if you were watching movies in order. Uh, it, it, it kind of just exists and it barely changes things, but it's not like Civil War, which kicks off like multiple
1: movies arcs. Um, sure. They, but it was impressive though, watching it again, how, how far back things were seated okay sure so that that was an interesting
0: part but that's easy if you're writing something and you're just like oh i'll just pick and choose here from here and here that, that makes writing easy um but i will say age of ultron has my favorite mcu movie uh, mcu moment it's the the hammer pull that's my favorite all-time mcu oh moment.
1: the the party yeah And it's, they're sitting around and it's not just it's not just it.
0: cap it's not just cap when he nudges it it's when like uh war machine and and tony stark are up there and he's like he's like Pool, uh, pull like pull yeah they both, their yeah, and they both got their gloves on yeah like that's that's a funny that's one of the funniest mcu moments and also I, it's i like that i like it and it's got maria hill it's got kobe smolders in that scene so that scene is smoldering
1: Ish.
0: oh i oh i get it yeah <laughs> i hope i hope it's not a secret uh so yeah there you go I, I got a podcast and a movie stuff I've done. I guess I'll go into that. Oh, yeah. Let's hear it. Uh, I just, just this morning, I saw someone link to a, a podcast called or, – the or, it's not The Origins because that's a different podcast, but Origins Podcast with Jim Miller. Uh, and he basically does like these series of podcasts. So it's almost like a podcast with chapters in it, and each chapter details like the buildup or the creation of a pop culture thing. And curr- okay. currently, is, it's he currently is doing Almost Famous. It's the twentieth anniversary of Almost Famous, so he has a six part podcast thing on Almost Famous where he talks to the cast, he talks to the crew, he talks to Cameron Crow. Uh, it's really good. Like it's obviously he's got some money behind it because it's just it's top notch, top hmm. top notch produced. Uh, Almost Famous is great. Like I, I forgot, I always forget how much I like that movie until I see it again.
1: I saw it once. Oh man, it is. That was it. It's, I saw it in Flag with a bunch of friends, and then went out and bought the soundtrack at Sam Goody at the Flagstaff Mall. Wow. So that—that's uh, all I remember from the movie is the music. I remember Stillwater. Right.
0: Yeah. See, I was Jason a huge Lee, again and, because of Kevin Smith. I was a huge Jason Lee fan. So when I saw this movie advertised, I was like, I got two kids at home. I got to get out of the house. So I went and saw it. You know, opening day, obviously. But every time it comes on, I'm reminded of how great it is. And then, so I'm listening to this podcast and I was driving around. I had to go pick up, pick up the young in a minute ago and I was listening to one of these episodes. And so, you know, I only have so much time left with this kid before he leaves me, you know, cause he's becoming of age. And, uh, so I turn off the podcast so we could talk while I'm driving. So I started talking to him about almost famous in this podcast and he had never heard of almost famous and i'm like oh it's a great movie you should and so he googles it he's like oh it's on hulu so i'm like add it to your queue and then i'm like cameron crow like i was talking about how cameron crow like like you know infiltrated a high school you know <laughs> undercover which would be illegal now if i was 21 and i went to a high school as a senior and spied on people and wrote a book i'd get arrested but so i was telling him about fast times at ridgemont high and he's like oh, i've never heard of that either and so he's like, "Oh, but that's on Hulu." And I'm like, "Add that to your queue." And I said, "There's a scene in that movie that changed a whole generation of men, changed a whole generation of men's lives." <laughs> and I had to explain it to him. And he's like, "He's like, oh, was that the first boobies you saw?" And I said, "I don't know if they were the first I saw, but they might have been the best firsts I saw." <laughs> uh, so it's great because I mean, I just like it's so funny that you think everyone knows about these movies, right? And my kid is like, he looked at me like I was a dummy when I started talking about Fast Times at Ridgemont High. He's like, what is that? He's like, i never heard of that. Hmm. So yeah, check out Origins Podcast with Jim Miller. Um, really, really good. Um, and then my last little note here before we get into it is, uh, so J.K. Rowling keeps uh, putting herself in a deeper hole with these tweets that she's sending out. So just ignore them. It doesn't matter. But it has made me reach out to other stuff that I dig that maybe I didn't put in as much effort into because i've been obsessed with harry potter right okay so i'm on this i got this app on my phone called hoopla and it's a library app so you put in your library if they're associated with your library you can get free audiobooks, free whatever so i got onto oh, Hoop- okay. i got onto hoopla and the first book that popped up like most popular was hunger games i read it years ago i read the trilogy you know 10 years ago or whatever whenever it came out so then i'm mm, listening that's to au- interesting i'm listening to the audio books and I don't love the audiobooks because the young lady who reads it, the book is written in first person. So the young lady who young lady who reads it is like acting it out. So it's almost like a stage, a stage play that I don't know if I love mm-hmm. it that much being read that way. So then I'm like, oh, can I watch the movies? So the movies, for all of you who need to know, are on Freeform. So if you go to the Freeform app and you have a cable subscription or a Hulu subscription, you can watch them. You can watch the movies. I know you're fascinated. Anyways, I watched the movies. The movies hold up astoundingly well. I was shocked hmm. at I was shocked at how much I enjoyed the movies, much more than the books.
1: I don't have any interest in the movies or the books. I I just I don't get the premise and I'm not interested in the premise at all is it hard for you to get do not care dystopian sci-fi it's hard for you to wrap like i don't care i I don't care
0: we're literally like three years away from the hunger games in real life i have it's no interest you don't have any interest i was just surprised because i i hadn't seen all the movies i guess there's four i had seen three uh how violent they are they're really not kids
1: movies i mean they're jesus christ can you tell them to be quiet until they know we're recording? That
0: one's going the other way. Yeah. But there is a uh, there is a hillbilly, not hillbilly convention, but every year in Flagstaff, there's like a, they call it the Overland Convention. So if you have like a heavy duty 4x4 or you camp, like off, off-road camper van, essentially convention, every year is in Flag. It was canceled this year. For obvious reasons, which ties into today's show. Uh, but, but they're all still up here without the convention. So the people who still go to the You're convention right. are still <laughs> up here just without the convention. And that, that ambulance was headed that way. So maybe some dude jumped in a fire or something. But I was just surprised at how uh, how mature the Hunger Games movies were. They're not kids' movies. They're, I mean, they're slaughtering children. There is, like, blood. There's the, I know, can get behind that. Bombs go off and children just die. And it's like... It's very sort of, uh, I guess, mature for the genre. Or whatever. I'm still con- The books are considered young adult, but they're very violent, very socially, politically sort of prescient with what's going on right now, like a megalomaniac fucking leader. Okay.
1: Yeah, what I, you,
0: I don't need What it. are you doing that you can't just put it. on a free movie in the background?
1: What are you so busy I'm doing? I'm not going to pay attention to it then. I, don't, I, don't, I have no interest in watching this thing. Okay. I don't care. You know what? I don't care. If it's not Twilight, I don't care. See, this is what I don't get.
0: <laughs> You've referenced it before, and I thought you were joking, but I really do think that you kind of enjoy the
1: Twilight trilogy. I love those fucking movies.
0: Those are books I would never read. It must be the age oh. difference, but I don't know. I I,
1: I would never I, I would never read a single word of the books, but the movies are delightful. Okay. I
0: feel that like future episode coming on. You watch the Hunger Games movies. We'll do an episode. I'll watch the Twilight movies. We'll do an episode.
1: Like all of those movies. It, there are very few films that, are, that achieve what they do. Where they go, all the way, they go all the way around from being so bad that they're so good. And all of, the, all of those films do that thing. Like uh, Batman and Robin, uh, I would say the Spawn movie is so bad it's good. Mm. Uh, gosh, what else? Is- I, remember, I remember when I moved to Arizona, the
0: first movie I saw, and I might have mentioned this. We're getting to the point where I don't know which stories I've told on the pod, but I might have seen that after I bought comics at Atomic Comics in Mesa. I might have gone to see Batman and Robin so it would have been mm. the summer I moved to Arizona and I remember loving it when I saw it like just flat out oh, yeah. loving it when I saw it and then I tried to watch it on like TNT like four years ago and I couldn't get through like five minutes of it
1: <laughs> yeah that, that's one of those movies that's so bad it's good so what's your favorite just Arnold and the bat credit card and the sliding down the dinosaurs like the fucking Flintstones ugh Rest in peace, Joel Schumacher. What is uh,
0: what's your favorite Twilight movie? Because then they do the same thing, didn't they? So are, we're both both are the ones we're talking about have four movies, right? Because the third book is cut into two movies. Hunger Games and so Twilight. Twilight's got five. Five? How many books? There are only three books, though, right? No, there must have been four books. Though. Okay, four books, five movies.
1: I don't know. God, I. A I geek? don't there's so many Do they good get... moments the baseball game the <laughs> I don't know I I've, I've literally never seen 1 minute of a twilight movie the uh uh, uh what's it? shovel face what's his name Robert Pattinson shovel face biting the baby out of uh what's her face's stomach I don't even who are these people sure. I don't know any of these people's names
0: Wait, Kristen... Wait, wait, wait. Robert Pattinson. Yeah, that one. Future, Kristen Stewart. Future Batman. Uh, does he bite the baby out of her belly, or does he bite the umbilical cord with his teeth?
1: Does no. It, he has to tear open her stomach.
0: With his vampire with teeth. his teeth. Yeah. Jesus, he didn't carry... He oh, and Taylor Lautner wanting to fuck a baby. Wait, 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 wait. Let's go back one second.
1: Robert Pattinson... We have to watch these Robert movies. Pattinson
0: doesn't own a Leatherman. He had to rip open her, stu- her belly with his teeth. yes and then and then taylor lotson wants to fuck a baby is it a is it a baby that's immediately going to grow into an adult does it look like a baby or is Uh, it a physical human a physical looks like a human
1: but it's mentally like two she ages at an accelerated rate um and I, I suppose the the cognitive abilities go uh, accelerate proportionally. much like
0: Bart Allen impulse.
1: Um, no, not like Bart.
0: <laughs> Scott got so he got so uh, so pumped about that he ripped out his own fucking
1: earbud. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah, the baby man. God, we gotta watch these movies. They they made an animatronic baby for the movie. But the face wasn't creepy enough, so they decided to CG the face of a real baby onto the fake baby. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, oh god damn it. And and all the all the vampires have their own superpowers like the X-Men that like they can control water and read minds and see the future and shit. Holy
0: shit. I didn't know this. It's like a superhero movie. They're so good. Yeah, good old uh, Dave Kelly's commenting that he got dragged to a triple feature for
1: Twilight. Oh, my God. I would have to... uh, I I can't think of anything better than doing a Twilight Marathon and just getting fucking hammered.
0: All right, dude, let's put it on the books. As long as I don't have to pay for them, if they're streaming somewhere for free,
1: or if you loan me your DVDs...
0: Oh, I'm sorry. You probably probably have them on Blu-ray. You loan me your Blu-rays, special editions.
1: This will be a special Patreon-only series. (laughs) Right, because literally no one gives a shit about it. Uh, (laughs) All right, so uh, let's take our break,
0: and then... um, we'll get into quote-unquote topic for the show yeah it's pretty good how's your beer are you is your beer so heavy that it, it's just a sipper or is it light enough to where you don't you're not getting bombarded every sip um i don't know i'm i
1: don't know oh,
0: yeah through. nice yeah, I really want to crack into this other one
1: I got. I'm hoping I can finish this one soon. <clears throat> oh, so Boulevard Brewing is in Kansas City. I didn't know that. Not that it, not that it matters. I've had
0: one or two other beers. They have a f- semi-famous one called uh, Beauregard. It's like a blueberry beer. That's what I normally okay. associate them with. From Boulevard?
1: Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm think- I think I'm right. It sounds familiar. Right. Maybe I've- had something before i don't know but i i see kansas city and then i think patrick mahomes did you see he just got the
0: no i i didn't see deal in sports i didn't i didn't see uh yeah so we're back so no i didn't see the the number to patrick mahomes but i did see someone put out there he's gonna get paid half a billion dollars over 10 years
1: i i i i haven't read any articles i haven't watched anything i think in some headline i saw 503
0: 503 million dollars for 10 years uh i think that comes out to just over 50 million dollars a season and if my math is correct there's still only 16 regular season games in a football season so i don't know how math works but that seems like three to four million a game like a million per quarter is that possible is my math correct (laughs) 16 um, times 2 is 32, 16 times 3 is 48. No. 46, yeah. 48 something like that. So yeah, he's getting 48. he's getting paid over 3 million per per game. So he's getting paid just under a million per quarter. What do you think he gets? What do you think football players get in mm. a in a game? They probably get what? 30 snaps? Uh
1: so $100,000 a snap? Close to? It's probably oh, probably oh, no. No. I mean he's he's just passing forty five times a game snaps I mean offense is probably taking about seventy
0: they're snaps not they're game. not doing seventy offensive plays in a sixty minute game sure, okay, whatever either way, either way he every time he get every time his center passes him a leather ball between his nuts between his nutsack mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes could buy a Hyundai
1: <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> yeah. I've heard he's going to. Good, good, good. I hope he uses this money to buy like three hundred thousand Hyundai's. You know, and then yeah, build um, a homeless shelter.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. I am happy for him. Sure. I mean, I I think he's great. I was a Chiefs fan as a as a as a youngin. My, my high school was the Chiefs. Right. That's when I started watching football. Is when Joe Montana got traded to the uh. Chiefs. I knew Joe Montana's good. Right, the Chiefs. were oh, so you, I, I like the logo. You're a bandwagoner. So I was like, oh. uh, bandwagoner, but but they were per- perpetual losers. Right. the Chiefs always got rolled. They they'd go thirteen and three, and then they'd lose in the first round. Of yeah, playoffs.
0: all time. our uh, our our producer tonight, Dave, chimes in and says four hundred seventy five million. So not quite half a billion. Four seventy five. Oh. Right, but i I agree with his next. I'm not impressed. I agree with his next thought: is that uh, good luck getting like a good, uh, a good offensive line or a good running back, a good wide receiver when you're tying up. You know. Well, I I don't know
1: how much of this money is um, guaranteed money that they can just pay out, Uh, and and and. You've got to expect the salary cap also to go up.
0: Right, but it also could – a lot of it could be deferred. He could be getting paid when he's 80. He could be getting $10 million a year. Oh, sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, I saw a thing that said uh, – what was it? Someone was go- – a sports guy or somebody just got sentenced to like – somebody, I don't know, in my Twitter feed got sentenced to like 10 years in prison for something. And a tweet said, uh, when this person gets out of jail, the Mets will still be paying Bobby Bonilla. From, like, being being a Met in, like, the early 2000s. Like, I think the D-backs are still paying, like, Luis Gonzalez and, like, some of those World Series dudes from, like, 2001. I think some of those guys are still on the books. So uh, that's the way you do it is you you bet it against futures, I guess. Um, yeah. But this uh, this episode of The Illustrated Gentleman is not about sports, Scott. It's, got, it's no, about something that. you don't want to talk about and you really have no interest in, but I thought, why not? hunger games (laughs) no if i gotta watch those twilight movies you gotta watch the fucking hunger games because jennifer lawrence fine acts her ass off in those movies she puts on a clinic can't tell me kristen stewart does the same
1: if it's not silver linings playbook i don't care or
0: joy uh so uh i was uh, i wanted to do a show about like sort of cons pandemic cons or whatever and it was prompted because i got so much of my life now is prompted by Facebook memories and I'm trying to stay off Facebook. Like I'm trying to just get away from it, but I I want to use it. I got to promote this program for one thing. And then I got to promote remembering is the worst. Uh, And it told me about, uh, I put up a post about an upcoming show in 20 last year, 2019 that mall con we did in Prescott (laughs) Valley, Arizona. (laughs) So then I'm like, Oh my God, that was like 11 months ago. And that was the last convention I did. So in the in the fifteen in yeah. the fifteen years I've been doing comic cons, this is the longest I've gone without a single show. So I had three shows planned for this year: uh, the Acme, which is kind of, of course, I'm a guest at that; Phoenix Fan Fusion, Fan Fest, uh, Cactus Con, whatever, and then SuperCon, which just got canceled. Um, and so, and then they just officially canceled Phoenix as well because they moved it to the fall and then canceled it. Um and I was really excited to do that Supercon show because they treat me they treat me better than any other show. Tucson Comic Con treats me well. Supercon treats me well plus plus plus. But it just got me thinking like like in May, for example, there were supposed to be Phoenix Comic Con and Acme. So usually in May mm-hmm. I make close to a grand or more in con sales. So, and then May, I think was also the month I didn't get paid because of the pandemic, the diamond shutdown. So I feel like my, I feel like my swing in May was like a negative, like three grand net. Um, and so, but there doesn't seem to be any cons coming up. Everything's getting canceled through the end of the year. Uh, so I just thought maybe that might be a, a, a topping we could, topic. We could make some content with, um, but for you, there was a show that you were gonna be at this summer that you were excited for, which which oh, is rare right. which is rare for you to get excited about anything, much less Comic Con. But you did seem pretty excited about this yeah, show. just
1: that in Twilight.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um thanks. Um I had forgotten about No, I'm it, glad I could bring it up. Now I'm sad.
0: Yeah. Uh what show were you supposed to be at this
1: summer? Uh was, um superman celebration i was going to be at that's somewhere in illinois correct Um, metropolis illinois son can't believe i forgot that i knew it was in illinois right uh yeah i I was really looking forward to that Uh, that would have been a good time i was looking forward to just being alone in a different city i've never done that before yeah
0: it's fun i recommend
1: it yeah Yeah. Um, um yeah but uh hanging out and talking superman for like four days yeah i'd be all about
0: that yeah you and norton could have just drank craft beers and talked about superman
1: yeah all weekend yeah you would have
0: hurt your neck looking up at him it would have been a great weekend (laughs) for everyone involved uh so yeah like uh so i did this poll um on twitter because i'm interested are people miss do people want to do shows do people miss shows what's the what's the the thought process here um so I did this poll, had four possible responses. Two were for comic professionals and two were for comic fans. So I wrote, uh, Are if you're a comic pro, will you attend? If you're a comic pro, will you not attend? If you're a comic fan, will you attend? And if you're a comic fan, will you not attend? Okay. And none of these percentages are at, at the least amount shocking. Uh, only had 22 responses, which seems to be how I cap out polls for this program. 22, 23 seems to be the response. Uh, but Comic Pro will attend is nine point one percent, which, based off the numbers, is probably like one or two Comic Pros. Comic Pro will not attend is thirty one point eight percent. So in twenty twenty one, even if all like uh, state guidelines are followed, social distancing, masks, gloves, thirty one percent of the pro, almost thirty two percent of the professionals who answered this poll will still not go to a con, even if cons are open and running and all that stuff uh by contrast comic book fans who would attend a show in 2021 is 45.5 percent uh comic fans who will not attend is only 13.6 so the the swing between pros who would go and fans who will go is i mean it's like a it's a 180 pretty much almost exact not exactly but a very big 180 swing fans want these shows desperately and pros are like i don't know like you know it's but it's kind of how i thought it would go you know like but again i don't know if the numbers would be different if i asked vendors so you know like every comic show there's you know dudes who sell wallets and dudes who make their own comics right. that are pieces of shit not their pieces of shit sorry the comics aren't great blah blah, blah. uh they'll probably they're probably dying to do shows Right, because that's a that's some of their that's a lot of their income. Is these people buy booths, They travel. They do shows. They sell their fucking books. What was sure. the guy? What was the guy? Yeah. At the, the guy at the mall show wrote books about like sharks, something like that. The guy that was next to us. Remember him pitching the oh, books? Yeah, right. Like that dude probably wants to do shows desperately. Right, like shark book guy.
1: Uh, I mean, it, I'm sure it's a, a fun thing for him. I don't think shark book guy. I don't think that's his. His income,
0: oh, you don't think that's his that's his uh, oh no, you don't think he's dbaing business under another name because it's so popular no no okay no. uh, but that's the guy who wants to do shows right
1: keychain guy they want to do shows sword guy they want to do shows um yeah because that that that's what they like to do they do that stuff because they like to do the shows right, so do you not like to do shows? I like the idea -hmm Yeah, I don't know. It's, I get, I think I get excited beforehand, and I get upset if I'm not asked, but I never like actually going and sitting there. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I get upset if I'm not asked. I I, I don't do enough of the post-con stuff. I don't, I don't. Participate in in enough of the ancillary right. sort of goings on around the show. The show itself, sitting there and in, uh, feigning interest, is not my it's not my bag at all. But R- if, right. if I threw myself into more of what's happening around. Then, I think I would. I think I would enjoy it more, and I would. Right, like
0: yeah, I it. I will say like uh, the reason I enjoy cons is not being behind the table at a convention. It's, I mean, if I can make money doing that during the day, that's great because it's a days of work. It's a day, you know, days worth of work. Uh, but the reason I do cons is, and it's a it's it's become a uh, a trigger word now lately is like bar con. But I do Barcon to hang out with other like forty-year-old dudes who just want to have beer, you know. I don't right. I don't do Barcon with a bunch of like uh, cosplayers and shit. Um, but that's why I do it. Like I want to – There's certain people I only see at shows, right? There's certain guys I can only have beers with, you know. If yeah. we're if we're in another city to show, so that's what I want to do Barcon with. And then, again, like all these people are coming up on Twitter saying like, oh, well, you don't get jobs at Barcon. You don't get like editors are like, I've never hired anyone from Barcon. But I'll guarantee those editors, if I send them a portfolio three days after Barcon, if I have dinner with them with a group of people or whatever, they're at least going to recognize the name. Like, it's got to help somehow. It's not – it can't not help unless you make an ass out of yourself, which I have done at cons. But, you know, mostly that's limited to, you know, in front of you and, like, you know, a bunch of dudes under a tent in Charlotte. thousand people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I do miss it. I, I didn't know. I didn't think I would miss it. And I, I miss it mostly cause I haven't traveled this year. I, I mean, obviously I haven't traveled this year because shit's gone to everything, but I miss traveling. I miss looking forward to that. Like I was looking forward to going to Sioux this, the show in Sioux Falls this year because we were going to drive through Chicago. We were going to drive through maybe Minneapolis. We were going to make a trip out of it a week, like 10 day trip out of it. Um, and you know, now that's not happening. So now that cool like ten day trip through I've never been to Chicago. I wanted to go to Chicago. That vacation now is gonna probably turn into like a staycation. You know, like where we like splurge one night and get like a two hundred dollar dinner or something like that. But that's not as cool as getting a ten dollar dinner in Chicago. You know, like you know, it just it, it it just sucks. Like I like to travel and cons gave me a built in excuse to travel because had I do had I done this Sioux Falls trip the rental car would have been paid for, as because I'm a guest at the show. Like the show would have brought me out, they were gonna give me money, so that would have, it would have been free essentially. The the ten day trip would have been free. You know, the con would have paid my travel expenses, at least part of them, not all of them, but part of them. And then the money I made at the con, the whole ten day vacation would have been a wash. Great. Now I don't get that income. If we want to take a vacation, now we're pulling money out of savings to take the vacation. So I do miss shows, but I I don't. I don't. This is gonna sound terrible. I don't miss interacting with fans because it, it's really a sales interaction. That's like asking like the lady at Family Dollar if she misses if you don't go in there to buy like my two liter Coke Zero. She doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, it, yeah. It,
1: yeah. It, it's not. It's not specifically a fan thing. It's not that I don't like talking to readers. It's that I don't like talking to anybody. Right. Like I feel blessed. Hashtag blessed every time we do this show uh uh, let me backtrack a
0: little bit so i don't have to edit uh i'm not saying i don't like meeting fans at shows i do but the majority of people that you talk to at shows are not fans they're like like dorks who like they'll ask they'll ask you the most inane question about your book and then say a comment that has nothing to do with either the book or your answer and then walk away so i don't miss 50 interactions a day of that uh, I, well, I, I do miss shooting the shit with people that you only see at cons, like fans that you only see well, at cons. I like talking to 80 those people.
1: 80% of my interactions with people at conventions are them walking by my table and me saying, hey, how's it going? And them nodding at me or right. making eye contact. Right, and that's right, it.
0: right. That's what I meant earlier. Not like when a, when somebody we know or somebody who's generally interested in our work. I like talking to those people because it's, it's fun to talk to those people or catch up with those people. I I guess I, so I do miss the interaction with, I do miss interacting with quality fans and I do miss interacting with other pros. And I do miss the bullshit. Like when you're next to a, another guy, whether you know them or not, like your, your con, the table partner next to you, if they're mm-hmm. cool, you can basically talk shit for like 30 hours over the course of a weekend. And it's great. Like my Inker on family tree, I had never met him before we did SuperCon two years ago. And he was the table next to me. And we just chatted the whole fucking weekend
1: because he's sure. the ta- he was the table
0: next to me. You know, it's fucking...
1: It's just can, a good time. Yeah. Yeah. You Fill out your, your Deadpool cosplay bingo card. Oh, there's the... That's right. There's the Mariachi Deadpool yep. stamp.
0: The best is when you get the... Uh, the Rick Remender X-Force Deadpool, where his costume was white. So you see a guy who bought a regular Deadpool costume and then try to paint it white, but red is such a hard color to paint <laughs> over. So it's like, you know, you get the rust orange Deadpool or you get the, you know, or you get like, the, yeah, it's always the, yeah, it's always variations on Deadpool, right? Mariachi Deadpool, Superman Deadpool, Batman Deadpool.
1: It's always just... Yeah, that Gwenpool and... Uh, yeah.
0: Well, Gwenpool's a real character. I'm talking about like yeah, I don't n- care. Like you have a green cowboy hat behind you in the video I'm watching you at. There would be a Deadpool with the green cowboy hat and they would talk with an Irish accent. And then if you have sure. yeah, with ch-
1: like heart boxer shorts right. and stuff. Or, and, if, yeah. and if
0: I didn't chuckle at them, then they would like be like that guy's a dick. <laughs> you know? Like, look, give me New Mutants number ninety eight Deadpool or give me nothing. That's what I want. I don't even know mm. what that. I don't even know what that means. So, uh,
1: what? Um, Why does nobody Gideon cosplay?
0: Yeah. Or what about uh, uh, uh the Leifeld Weapon X? He had the high collar, the, the hands that shot off like rockets.
1: Mm, Kane. Kane.
0: <laughs> yeah. Why don't you ever see that? They call him Kane. Right. Why don't big burly black dudes ever cosplay as GW
1: Bridge? Fun fact little piece of scott trivia um as a youngin i turned a a uh, Kane action figure into a, a custom doctor strange figure based when on all of the custom action figure articles i uh, saw on wizard that's right yeah I, I i made myself a doctor strange i made an Azrael figure i forget who i used did you cut the base did for you that cut one. the cape into
0: pointy capes uh-huh yeah wow you know you could probably yeah. buy a doctor strange toy easier than you could have bought a cane toy at that point
1: it well no not at, fun, not though. at that point probably yeah it wouldn't have been more it, it, yeah it was more fun than to just do it like i made Azrael's gauntlets out of play-doh and shit how old are you in this scenario and be honest like 15
0: oh. wait oh was were, were those rob liefeld marvel characters still popular then Because I was reading Liefeld X-Force when I was, like, 15. So when you were 15, I would have been 23. Were they still popular, like, seven, eight years later? Like Gideon and all those dudes?
1: 15 would have put me at 1996-ish. Oh, it's only, like, four years later, yeah.
0: Wow, we really went off on a little tangent there. Yeah, what a worthless bunch of characters, other than... Deadpool which again I've never understood the Deadpool love but good for Rob I don't I don't get Deadpool You know you know Rob has a podcast I think it's a video cast called Rob Servations and he just he still has the hair you know he has like the I two he has the two long pieces of hair but then the rest is like buzz cutted it's still Rob mm. it's still Rob I haven't watched it I can't bring myself to watch it I think it'll it'll trigger something in me that I can't deal with so I don't I don't <laughs> know if I could watch it um, ah, could be a boner because my love of early life. Yeah, like stuff. rob you
1: the wrong way. <laughs> That's right.
0: That's right. That's right. Um. Okay. So what? Okay. So let's ask this question because we're already woo, we're making content this week. It. It. let So saying states saying every state is open. Man, my voice is shot to shit this week. If every state is open and there's guidelines in place, sports are going on with like whatever. You know everything's happening normally, but just with with policies in place, would you go to a show if you were invited? And here's let me give you a caveat: Does that change if the invite includes airfare, hotel, so you're not losing any money to go to the show, but you are still?
1: Don't I don't know what what I would need to know to get me to feel comfortable um right that's what one of the guys on somebody on
0: twitter said that same thing like it's a hard question to answer because every day everything changes
1: if there were some way in four or five months that i could like teleport to germany to do a show or to Japan to do a show or something right. without having to get on an airplane. Right. I would feel comfortable doing that. But doing a domestic show what? that would require me to travel on top of that. Um I don't think so.
0: What if it was a show within like that you could drive to? What if it was a show within like an eight hour drive, like LA or San Diego or nah. Colorado? If
1: I can drive to it, it means it's here in the U.S., and they, there's not oh, a chance. Oh, sorry, I see. I there's see not what, a chance in I the U.S. I, right. I, I'm locking myself in a building with 40,000 okay. people.
0: Okay, sorry. I, mi- I misconstrued you saying you didn't want to get on a plane, but what you're saying is you don't want to be in, on a show in the U.S. Yeah. Right. So if there was a show in, like, Puerto Penasco, you might consider it because you could drive there and it's not in the U.S. Uh... And you could get no two dollar tequetes all day in, long
1: in North America. I'm not going to a show. Oh, I think little. Canada has very few cases. North South America. Okay. Yeah, yeah I guess that's. What, I'll like, go to New Zealand for a show. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I hear you. Uh, I guess that was my question. Like, so no matter what the safety things were, like, I so I saw. I, I'm part of the. I'm on this Facebook group about like rate that con where people could talk shit about cons and a con did happen in like uh i don't know arkansas i think a show happened and they had every table like it, like you know normally we our tables are all pushed up next to each other every table had like two table links between it um people were had to wear masks you're like nah. no
1: nope. no nope.
0: yeah yeah the photos i saw that show looked dead but maybe it's because it was a arkansas like hotel show maybe it would have been dead no matter what um yeah, it's 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 tricky because, like I said, I was gonna do that Sioux Falls show because they told us masks, social distancing, hand sanitizer at every table. I was willing, I was willing to do that, and I was willing to do that like in October of this year, um, but or September of this year. Uh, so, but you're saying there's no way you wouldn't feel comfortable doing a show at all in the next 12 months in the U.S.
1: No, absolutely not. No. Yeah. No. Um, it it, 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 unless there is, uh, unless our, our leadership can credibly demonstrate right. that things are under control, but it, it, it's not just leadership. It's not just our, our government, Right, like our, our, our fellow citizens are failing each yes. other. Yes. And those are the people that are gonna go to the shows, so I I can't I can't trust that. Sorry.
0: Yeah. What if there was a uh, What if there was a vaccine? Like, what if you could get inoculated?
1: Um. I, again. Again. I, I. I. It's going to have to be demonstrated to me. Right. Uh, unfortunately, we live in a time. Where nothing can be believed right. and taken at face yes. value. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, show me uh, hospitalizations and deaths um, I, uh, having declined for 12 months or whatever, yeah. and people buying into. All the precautions and recommendations from health officials and stuff. But until then, I, I, there's no way. It's not going to be worth my life or my kids' lives.
0: I don't know. I, I'm I'm still torn over it. I think if, if all the precautions were in place, I think I would still do it. But I don't know if I would feel great about it. So I think I'm just like a weak person, right? Like I haven't been able to lose weight for 15 years. Like I'm just a weak person as an adult. When I was younger, when I was like 25 or 20, I used to do shit just to, like, just to prove I could do it. Like this girl I was dating, my sure. first wife, this girl I was dating, I'll just call her that, this girl I was dating when I was like 20 thought that I was drinking too much. So just I was just like, fuck you, I won't drink for three months. And I just went dry for three months. Just as like a oh, fuck yeah. you. And then at one point I was drinking too much soda and someone made a comment. So I stopped drinking Coke for like three years as like as like a yeah, stubborn right. fuck you. But now I can't. I don't have that resolve. It's gone. I've been beaten down by life. I have no resolve. Um, So yeah, I do want to, I do want to travel and I guess that that's for me, that's what it is. I want to travel and these shows uh, compensate me for my travel. Like they pay me to travel. So that's why I think I want to do them. Sure. No, I get it. I so badly just want to experience new things every day. I've talked about this again on the podcast like, I'll take different routes to the same place just because it's something new. Like, every day I want something new. So if a show is like, hey, man, come out to, like, bumfuck, you know, wherever, and, you know, we'll put you up and, you know, we'll pay for your rental car because I, I won't get on a plane, I will say that. We'll put you up in a rental car, give you a hotel, you know, you'll have a table. There's no other tables next to you. Everyone's wearing masks. We'll give you gloves. We'll give you sanitizer. I would do, I would do that just because I – I think that's relatively safe, but again, that's relatively safe for me. Unless they're going to enforce, unless yeah, they're going to enforce, everyone that comes in has a mask on and has gloves, and you know, I you know, I, I love I love a lot of fans of comics. I love especially love love a lot of our fans, but the, but they're not the most hygienic I, people. The people, a lot of the people who go to comic cons are not going to be masking up and gloving up and washing their hands every like hour and using hand sanitizer. But I guess that's like anything. I'm I'm, I'm making I'm making a joke yeah, here, but I that's mean, like anybody. Right.
1: Look, uh, yeah, uh, we've already sort of yes. established. Yes. That, yeah. Um, it, it's it, the con itself isn't our jam. It's not because we don't appreciate fans. It's not because I don't like, um, um you know, talking shop and uh, rubbing shoulders with colleagues and stuff it's just because i generally don't like being around people and so doing the mask thing and making stuff weird i don't want to go to a show that's going to be shittier than normal
0: right would you be um because you're more antisocial than i am which i used to think would be impossible but then i met you uh would you be interested in doing like these these virtual shows like, uh, DC has this fandom event, Fandom event, where they're doing, like, online virtual event. I don't know if they've asked you to do that or if your team has asked. I
1: haven't been asked, and I it really I can't even get my head around how something like that would work. What do I do? Do I just sit in front of you do this camera just like yes. this until somebody asks me a question? I don't...
0: Yeah, I would assume it's just like this where they just, like... Uh, like with this pro I don't, i'm don't sure other programs are like this but with this app that we use for this podcast uh because i'm the moderator i could turn you off or on i mean i know i can turn you on whenever i want but i can also turn you off whenever i want i assume it would be that like that you'd just be waiting there and then they would click on like let's go to scott and then they would open your window make you visible and then when you're done they would turn
1: you back off uh so, I don't like that. You don't like not being I, in control. And that, that, that particular sort of scenario, I don't like. I'm uncomfortable when we do this show, when you fuck around with the camera, and you just put me on, I don't like it. Oh. So, I... Yeah. I, I, I don't understand how something like that would work. Yeah, I, I've I been don't. toying with the idea. I'd like to see it. I mean, I'd sit there and get an idea of what it's right. like. I would attend something like that just to... Right, experience it, I guess, or just to understand how. It yeah, works, so
0: I think, because I, I, I I'm doing. I think in particular, this DC event is they're taking all the program they were gonna do in San Diego and they're now doing it virtual under their own banner. Um, so there are gonna be like a lot of like comic pros on there. Well,
1: that that sort of thing I can understand where a publisher would have a booth and they'd have a schedule for when creators right. appear. It's just like that. It's just digitally. From one to from what that I that I from one thirty, but but I don't get like a like a virtual artist alley
0: right. But in this case, it would be like hey this you know so let's say I'm uh let's say I'm fucking dumb dumb face dumb fuck and I'm hosting the show. I'm gonna be like from one thirty to two, we're gonna have Scott Godleski on here. He's gonna talk to us about, all about Young Justice and blah blah blah. And then people would okay, just ask you questions. Sure, okay, like
1: uh, yeah, like uh, remote panel. Yes, that's that's that that's right. Fine. So I've been. But, but not like I just sit here in front of my computer and somebody clicks in and asks me if they can flip through a PDF of my shit before just giving it back to me and walking away. Right. That yeah, I no,
0: get. I've been toying with the idea of trying to do maybe a virtual ACME uh, and then just be like, um, you know, like, oh, you know, I, I would chat with you or I would chat with Val or I would chat with, uh, you know, JD or somebody and then be like, they would talk about like, Oh well, this is what I have. So if you're interested in my new, you know, my new uh, uh, trade of this, then you can go to this website, pick it up. So it's basically like just talking about what they currently have done, working that they would normally then sell at shows. Like the fact that I've had all all my shows canceled this year, blow because I finally have Adventure Van trades. I have Family Tree Volume One trades. I have you know I could order some uh, Dakanone hardcovers from Dark Horse. I could have good product on my table for the first time in like two years. And so it's almost like that. I would be like, hey, check a like, Family Trees out. It's, drawn, it's written by Jeff Lemire. It's drawn by Phil Hester, inked by Eric Gapster. I color it. Here's volume one. It's only 10 bucks. You would love it. And then I'd be like, if you want to check this out, then PayPal, $10, to blah, blah, blah. I'll set one aside for you. I'll put a sketch in it. That's how a virtual kind of show would work. But it does seem... It actually might be better because then you don't have like nose picker motherfucker being like, hey, what do you do? You know, and then like picking up through your shit, you know, or you could hold up a page of like original art. You'd be like, OK, for this today only, if you're watching this stream, if you want this page, it's 20 bucks off, you know, just PayPal X amount of dollars. Right. Uh, but I mean, that's that's a whole different conversation. The reason. Well, I I don't know. Maybe. Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't there might be something. uh advantageous about that sort of format would be like somebody come flip through my trades or whatever and like oh tell me about code breakers and then i can just like close <laughs> their window yeah you could just turn their fucking mic off so they just keep they just keep right. talking yeah
0: yeah 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 what do you do oh you're just the colorist and i'd be like click <laughs> yeah. All right, so that's kind of what I was talking about. I kind of vibe. Up. I I guess the reason that it was on my mind and that I kind of wanted to talk about it was, I feel bad. I was talking to Corey at CAD Comics when I picked up my books. I technically when I picked up your book uh, this morning, about how like I do have a burning desire to like go out. Like I, the older I get, the more I'm an extrovert, which is something new to me. It's a it's a whole new me. It's a sure. whole new me I'm experimenting with, and so this covid lockdown is kind of shitty for me so i do i would go like i said i would go to a con if i felt like everything was under control but the problem is i don't i don't say that too much and i feel bad saying it because then people are going to be like man you're if you go there you're a piece of shit like if a show happened right now and it was a big name show anyone who went would get shit from other from other yeah. from our from our colleagues like you mentioned our, our community we would yeah. get shit but, uh, but yeah. I wouldn't give anyone shit because I would want to do it. Like, I would want to do that because I'm just dying to do something that's not what I'm doing. I, I, yeah.
1: Well, I, I wouldn't give anybody shit because I don't give shit. Right. But, but uh, no, I, I, I certainly wouldn't think they were uh, being responsible or, or doing right. something heroic.
0: Right. No, I would never say it's heroic. I would definitely say, like, I'm a kind of a shitty person for doing this. But I'm also going to maybe quarantine when I get home or, you know, whatever. But that still doesn't help anything. Quarantining after the fact doesn't help anybody but you. No. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I could see myself doing shows next summer. But.
1: Yeah, I I, I don't want to go somewhere and spend the weekend giving somebody an elevator pitch on this book that I've done and then be on a ventilator. You know, that's not worth it. No,
0: and that's a good way to that's a good way to wrap up the show. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dave Kelly just uh, commented. He said he googled Codebreakers and he said illustrated by S. Godleski. He said, "How'd you pull that off?" I'm sure you didn't make that your name. I, the credits just say S. Godleski, not Scott Godleski. Oh, But that really? must be whatever website he pulled it up—Amazon or something like that. I liked Codebreakers. Huh. I like Codebreakers. I like Dracula. I mean, whatever
1: no I, I I liked Dracula yeah.
0: I thought that was a a clever book clever book all right speaking of clever things, how was your twelve and a half percent by the way we I love doing shows where you drink twelve and a half percent I didn't see I didn't think you were gonna come in strong, man because I thought
1: you were gonna pull another shitty i p a out of your fucking fridge I don't know where this came from I don't know if this was the last of my uh my um, total wine build whatever's, or if this came from a world market or something, I've been avoiding this one because it is a brown ale. Right. And as I've said repeatedly on this show, brown ales are generally exactly what they sound right. like. It's a brown ale. Right. So when I
0: messaged you this morning,
1: Shit water. I essentially
0: made, I essentially subtweeted you when I said, I'm so excited about the beer I picked up for tonight's show. Cause I was hoping you would actually go get a good beer for the show and not just pull mm. something out of your fridge. Uh, but you yeah, did, that's you, not going to work. But I mean. you did both. I mean, you got a good beer and you pulled it out of your fridge.
1: Um, yeah. I, I don't know why I didn't. It says barrel aged imperial. I should have figured, oh, this is going to be heavy, heavier. Yeah. Um, it, it just never occurred to me. Um, right. All I saw was the barrel aged bit. I was like, oh, I like that. Right. So I'll get this. Okay. And it, yeah, it, it doesn't have, I don't remember what, um, two pump was. I think that was 13 ish. That was like 13. Um, and it, it doesn't have the complexity of that. I think that was a a rum barrel aged something or other. I think that sounds like it, it about was right. an Imperial stout, I believe. Right. It was a stout. This is just a brown ale. Um but it's still got it's got the same intensity, the same mouthfeel because of the barrel agedness. Tell me about it. Even though it's Canadian whiskey, um Yeah, it's like a Crown Royale aged in Crown Royale barrels. Canadian club um, barrels, right? Yeah, ah, uh, this this is a CCNA. <laughs> that's right.
0: Well, it's a CC and uh, BA. BA CCBA. Right. Yeah, sounds sounds like something your um, sounds like
1: something your union gets you money for it, in single serving. Uh, th- this is not, uh, obviously this is not a session beer. This is a... Oh, what are you, a pussy? Um, this is, a this is, a this is exactly what it is. It's like, it, it's show, it's gimmick beer. Right. That's what this is. Um, and it, it, in, in that regard, you know, it wasn't terrible. Uh, I don't remember what I gave to Pump. Um, it, it was shockingly easy drinking for being a brown ale yeah um
0: all right well give it eh, to me let's go four i give four nice nice uh speaking of stuff that's shockingly easy to drink uh i don't know how do you feel about the hazy ipa trend scott it's hit or miss like all ipas because sometimes um, yeah sometimes they're chemically taste. sometimes they chemical tasting sometimes
1: they're more IPA tasting, I, sometimes they're too juicy. I, I think generally, uh, I've been less impressed with hazy than I have with um, deepas or just regular IPAs. Yeah, uh, it, it was very,
0: uh, very citrusy, but not overly so. I've had more kind of grapefruity. Uh, this one doesn't have a lot of grapefruit flavor, even though it says that on the back of the, the can here. Um, I liked it. It was super, super drinkable, but the, the gimmick is that it looks like orange juice. Other than that, it's just, it tastes like an IPA. It doesn't taste too much different than like a citrus IPA. Mm, okay. Uh, but it, it was good at 6.4%. I mean, it's not gonna, you know, like... Like, if I went to the brewery and they want to charge more for this because of what it is, I wouldn't pay for it. I would just get the Pilsner or whatever. Um, but they do have this cool little logo or this little silhouette in the back. It's a grenade with a with a pacifier because it's hazing Arizona. I love the fucking can. Yeah, the can's great. Um, I don't know how you get away with that. Like, how is that legal? But anyways, like, I'm sure they didn't get likeness rights, you know? I'm sure this local <laughs> Phoenix brewery did not get like, likeness rights. But, uh... Yeah, it was good. I'm also gonna give it a four because I really enjoyed it. Uh, again, it didn't. Uh, it's not my favorite IPA ever, but I would totally drink it. Yeah, whenever it's there, I would okay. totally drink it.
1: Cool. Yeah, yeah, talking about IPAs now. I was up in Flag uh, last week. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't. At, I didn't get a phone call. Stop. Stopped at the the Chevron. And uh, picked up uh, oh. some were they, uh, tower station because I was there. Were they wearing face and, masks
0: uh, at the Chevron when you
1: went there? Literally, the dude was not. They had the the they had the plexiglass thingy on the uh-huh. on the counter, uh-huh. but no, he was not. I just want to let maskless.
0: I just want to let our listener know uh, when you stopped at the Chevron, you were literally across the street from my complex.
1: I could have jogged out no, there I and wasn't. waved to you. No, you I were. Wasn't. You were no i i should have said i was at a chevron oh we were, you,
0: were you at the one where the interstates meet
1: uh i was on the one off of the 89 north going towards the grand canyon the one up by the hospital i was way east of you now i just or, yeah yeah yeah, way yeah
0: east. no i drove that all the time it's on the way to my kids high school i was drove it twice yeah. today Ah. But that's fine. So I don't know about that Chevron, but you picked up some Tower Station, you said? Anyway, I was yes. talking
1: about Tower Station, and it was... It's a good set. Uh, it, it's moved up from number two to number one what? on my IPA list. Oh,
0: you don't have enough IPAs to drink. It's fine.
1: It was great.
0: Have I, I? don't. Again, I should title this episode, Have I Said This Before on this podcast? First time I had Tower Station... Was that Phoenix Fan Fusion when it was actually Fan Fusion, and it was the other show they did, Fan Fest? Mm. You know the one they Fan did, Fest. the one they did in Glendale at the at the football stadium, uh, the hotel there, hotel bar. I saw it, and it still had the pop, the full pull top can. It was like a great, yeah. the whole top came off, and it was eleven dollars a can at the hotel bar, and I had what? two, I had two of them. Because, Yikes. again, I was looking for someone to talk to. My wife and the kid were up in the hotel room, and I was desperately looking for someone to talk to. And there was no one there, so I got around, and then my wife texted me and said, bring me up a glass of wine. So I got a glass of wine and a tower station, and it was $20. And I got up to the room, and I was giving her shit about her glass of wine. And then I pulled the receipt <laughs> out of my pocket, and my tower station was $11, and her glass of wine was like 9
1: yeah, I, I paid eleven bucks for the four pack at a Chevron. Yes.
0: Ten ninety nine a four pack.
1: It's great. Just great. The only place I can get it down here is Total Wine. And it it's,
0: it should be a red... I guess I'm i I'm so used to like if you go to Albuquerque, it's readily available in Albuquerque. Like it's shockingly available everywhere in Albuquerque, so I'm I'm surprised it's not more readily available in Phoenix.
1: Yeah, I I I, I went online and checked. There's the, the you Beer, whatever near me right. or whatever, right. y- you can find it. Uh, I don't know how reliable that is. I mean, there there are the beer cave gas stations. About. Right, I could check in on those and see what's what.
0: Uh, and as we close out here, I just want to shout out. Uh, I am cracking a uh, Imperial IPA from Dragoon Brewing in Tucson. It's called Sarcosuchus, and it has an alligator holding a a beer on the front. Uh, send us home, my
1: friend. Just say good night, Scott.
0: Good night, Scott. <clears throat> we